Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's one hour later edition of X Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and I get a chance. I'm again one of the one of the things that I love so much about hosting and having so many uh, you know uh, podcasts on a weekly basis is I get the privilege of working with so many different personalities within the industry. And I'm very, very lucky to sit down with three very unique personalities, all representing their own brand in the most proper order. And of course, like in recent weeks, folks, we have some breaking news. Sony has once again, not only lied to regulators, they are lying to the world. Uh, we have a uh, full on broken down uh, dictation, if you will, of their claims against a Microsoft 10 year deal with Nintendo. Uh, they have a lot to say on it, but ultimately they claim that it is, um, it's meaningless. It's a farce. Uh, and of course, one of the people that we have here today wrote an article for xboxera.com. Jesse Norris, welcome back, dude. You obviously happened Again, I want to thank you so much for joining us on such short notification, mm -hmm. but you're here and you wrote an article regarding exactly the breaking news I'm talking about. And it states Sony is not amused by the Xbox Nintendo Call of Duty deal. And they say that it's meaningless on Switch, Switch because, well, Switch is for children, but we got some new information and it seems very suspect that Nintendo for the first time would give us the the age demographic of who plays on switch and it's quite shocking jesse how you doing brother i am doing quite well thank you for having me on well it's great it is great to have you on obviously we're gonna we're gonna get into um you know the the, the your you know your report uh obviously i got this uh for this from this was originally posted on on reset era um and you know obviously you know you got to be really cautious about you know you know, making, you know, podcasts on about something that's on Reset Era because sometimes it's not checked. But when I saw the article, saw and read the article from Xbox Era, I felt more comfortable of making this the opening salvo. But uh, Luke Steele, first of all, brother, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, we did the, the show one hour later to be able to work with Luke today because in the UK, he gets out of work a little bit later. Luke, are you surprised by the recent dealings with the Nintendo X Microsoft deal and uh, now hearing Sony calling it misleading? Yeah, I mean, well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting. Um, I, I think, um, you know, going back, I guess, a day or two, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty, pretty surprised with Microsoft, you know, coming out and openly saying, you know, we've um we're entering into a 10-year commitment with nintendo um and you know they'd also uh, approached steam as well um about the, the same commitment effectively yeah it was, it, what was um, even more shocking than that is gabe yeah. newell's response yeah yeah he was just like not interested like we don't we don't need it it was quite funny actually it's it typical gabe newell i think kind, kind of nonchalant um so uh so that was that was really interesting um and i think it speaks to a lot of different you know things that's probably going on in microsoft at the moment and you know correspondence for regulators um which we can probably get into and then yes. sony's you know kind of uh, unofficial slash uh, 
official response um, from from MLX is is interesting in a lot of ways. Um, I'm looking forward to to talking about it. Um, I don't think their response is too surprising, but it is interesting. Yeah, you know what? Look, I, I said this before. Um, I'm just a podcaster. I'm obviously a retired news police officer, so I don't really have a business degree, uh, but I do have something called common sense. Um, and I think that even though I do know the industry back, forward, and then reversed, uh, because I've been a part of it since I was a kid, and now I've taken a, be- a bigger stab at the at the industry as a whole, running, you know, a, an entire uh, podcast that runs five shows per week. I, I do have a vested interest, uh, and I do read a lot, so I do have an understanding. Um, and one of the things that continues to shock me is that it appears that Sony believes everyone is stupid. Uh, they, 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 they seem to have this bullish, bully mentality that they are not wrong. They are always have to be the lead uh, conversation piece. It's getting quite, it's qu- getting quite annoying, to be honest with you. And, and at some point, there's got to be regulators out there that may not know as much of the gaming business as I do. But they have to take the time to realize that this is complete BS. I- I'm sorry, but before we get into it, I got to welcome in Retri, who's joining us for the second time this week. Yes, he is obviously the owner and operator of Game Pass Daily, your best at number one source for all the news and you know opinions on Game Pass. Retri, how are you feeling? That's right. I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, here to discuss. <laughs> obviously, the topic changed a little bit, at least in the beginning. You know, Sony being Sony, nothing, nothing really new here. Uh, they just blatantly putting out lies on the internet. It is, like you said, it's kind of amazing to me that they feel comfortable saying this sort of stuff with yeah. the, with their PR. It's 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 odd. It's it's exact opposite of kind of Microsoft's approach on how to handle things. So. It's going to be an interesting show today. So, uh, yeah. I yeah. Well, you opinions. know what? Let's let, let, let's get it. Right, let's get right into it. What we're doing uh, for today? Uh, again, two topics, uh, two major conversation pieces. Once again, discussing openly the Activision Blizzard deal, which is slotted to not only be the biggest tech deal in history, but it is the biggest deal for Microsoft proper. Uh, when that deal uh, ultimately gets approved. Uh, Game Pass uh, subscribers are going to uh, be uh, extremely wealthy when it comes to content, not only uh, future content, but past content that is eventually going to make its way to Game Pass. Um, and uh, the 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 report that we're going to talk about, it was posted uh, today at 11, uh, 9-11 this morning. So it was only a couple of hours ago. Uh, this new in- internal report comes from the way of M. Lex. Uh, and he is obviously someone that is on Reset Era. Obviously, Xbox Era had did a story on this, along with everyone else uh, um, is now starting. Itis to- is the guy on Reset Era, and Mlex is their uh, like a news and reporting uh, marketing company. Okay, so okay, so yeah, thank a, you, thank a, you for uh, the clarification. I did not know exactly what that was, so I appreciate it. So, uh, to say that there is legitimate uh, belief behind what is being said and what is what has been written and posted, uh, I'm comfortable in now going out of my way to uh, put Sony in the spotlight. Uh, I think uh, Jim Ryan uh, and Sony Interactive Entertainment are liars. I think they are industry bullies. I think that they yep. do not want to work for uh, their their daily bread, as you will. Um, they have uh, had 
many, many years of sitting on their throne and getting fat and getting fat on Call of Duty. Uh, we have seen some very, very questionable tactics in regards to straight up misleading um, regulators calling for, uh, you know, calling their own studios, their own well, world-renowned studios, not good enough. Poor Bungie. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they're, 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 poor Bungie, who was purchased for $3.6 billion yep. with zero kickback by any regulator, uh, seemed to now be one of the other, you know, one of many studios thrown under the bus by Jim Ryan, who says that their own studios can't make a game as good as Call of Duty. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the breaking information that I literally have in front of me. And here it goes, folks. According to M. Lex, they say this, Sony has criticized Microsoft's deal to make the, ga make the game Call of Duty available on Nintendo should its $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard be approved by regulators as smoke and mirrors. I continue, Activision Blizzard could supply Call of Duty to Nintendo today, but it doesn't because Nintendo's, get this folks, younger audience is not interested in first person shooters and a previous version of the game on its console was a commercial flop. The arc critical, the arc critic of the deal says, uh, the, the, again, this is the, they're, they're the main uh, uh, opponent of this, according to MLEX. And it continues, folks. Instead of being a logical business decision, the licensing agreement is a tactic designed to make Microsoft, whose acquisition has drawn concerns in the EU, UK, and US, look cooperative with regulators, the argument goes on to say. Furthermore, Nintendo Switch could not run Call of Duty easily and may never be able to, Sony argues. Uh, developing a version of the game compatible with the Switch could take years, making a 10-year licensing deal meaningless. And finally, it is easier for Nintendo to enter into such an agreement, Sony says. Nintendo doesn't need to worry about equal treatment for its subscription service or cloud gaming services, as those are not areas where it cur currently competes aggressively, the argument goes on to say. And I'm going to say this before I let anyone else speak. Pardon my French here. This is complete bullshit. Every single word of this is BS, folks. Uh, right now on cloud, if you want to play Resident Evil 2, 3, 7, or 8, they run perfectly via the cloud. No problems whatsoever. So if Microsoft were, in fact, in, you know, to release Call of Duty, let's say next year, they could run it via the cloud. Unless, of course, Microsoft is privy to the next hardware that Nintendo is expected to release, that is expected to run um, as well as like a Series S. So a Series S could run Call of Duty, so could the next Nintendo Switch, whatever it's going to be called. All right. I want to first go to Jesse Norris on this because you did the story, and then I'm going to bring everyone else into here. You know, one of the things that we learned on your article is a report from Shaq News. Now, Nintendo, if you thought Microsoft was, uh, was coy with their numbers, folks, uh, Nintendo is even more secretive. Um, and you can call it a coincidence. You can call it strategic marketing. You can call it uh, 
these two companies standing arm in arm expecting Sony to come out like this? Well, a report was published on ShackNews.com where Nintendo has detailed for the first time ever, folks, their age demographic for Nintendo Switch users, folks, and I'll be happy to tell you, I don't know what kids they're talking about. According to Sony, it's a kid's machine. Well, according to Nintendo's provided documents, the age, the young adult aged that make up the biggest share of the Switch's users are 20, the age of 20 to 25. That is the biggest user share margin for the Nintendo Switch, according to Nintendo's own recent reports to Shaq News. This is a big deal because this contradicts everything that, uh, that Sony is saying about Nintendo being for, quote-unquote, children, and that they, these poor kids, don't want to play Call of Duty. I call it BS, but, uh, but um, Jesse, I'm interested to get your opinion on this. Yeah, so that report is actually about a month old that Nintendo put out. I linked okay. it in the private chat if you want to put it in chat. Even. Yeah, yeah. It's a PDF. Okay. Um, it, it's hit again. I remember ZHUGX uh, originally pushed it out, and it's like, oh, surprise, the Switch is actually young adults mainly and not kids, um, which has been known about now for a full month, yet they still pretend it's a kid console that can't do games, yet runs Doom, the new Doom. You can port down. The... Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 runs on a base Xbox One and a base PS4, which means you can port it down and get it running close to 30 on a Switch. Like, it's not impossible to make it. Future ones that might be next-gen only? Yeah, maybe. But Warzone 2 runs on a Switch. I don't... Or could run on a Switch because it runs on a base Xbox One and a base PS4. It's not going to be a great experience. Like, Fortnite is by far the worst on Switch, but people still play it there for the portability. They're going to have a new hardware that comes out. I doubt it's fully Series S just because, boy, you would need a battery like this big to try and power it just for an hour. Um, they got to get the TDP way down, but they will, you know, have DLSS in it most likely and all these types of things. So, yeah, I don't think there's any reason why they couldn't port future Call of Duty games to Switch. And they've just... It's weird. It feels... Like, people talk about arrogant Sony, especially with the PlayStation 3 and all that, but for them to sort of speak for Nintendo on this and speak for Xbox on this, and that rubs me in a really weird way. Like, I just... It's just the... They're, they are bullies. They have always been bullies in the arena, and now they're just trying to bully, but it's with a really bad argument that also doesn't hold any late uh, weight legally, because... It's not about, is Xbox going to hurt Sony for regulators? It is about, is it good for consumers? Right. That, that, so that regulators, and please, I, I'd like <clears throat> you to kind of just reiterate on that because it's, somehow or another, this whole transaction has been lost on workers. It's been lost on consumers. Well, and it keeps it's, getting pushed in the media where people like um, GamingIndustry.biz run by Chris Dring, and he had a whole long thread that was before this report got publicized which was pretty much just reiterating almost every step of this report saying oh there's people who don't like it it's like 
it's almost like they have a group of people that they send their talking points out to from Sony. Those people just take it and regurgitate it. And I mean, we saw that that's what the CMA did. They just regurgitated Sony's talking points in phase one in their determination to go to phase two. And now they're going to look at it and they're going to be like, well, no, what you're saying holds no weight because that's what Brazil ended up doing with Cade. And like Microsoft is already saying, we will give you all of these concessions. You don't have to fight for them. It's the only things that could hurt Sony. It doesn't actually hurt. Like the only thing that could hurt gamers is losing access to stuff they might have otherwise. But even then, the regulator's jobs isn't to keep the market leader in the market lead. Their job is to what is best. Does this hurt the industry as a whole? Does this hurt the consumers in that way? That's what matters is we worry about consumers. We don't worry about something 20, 30 years down the line, like even when it comes to the cloud. It's every argument that they have put forward seems really bad and very easily countered, which is surprising because I'm sure they have extremely expensive lawyers. Yep. So I'm almost at the point where I'm like, they they just know what's going to happen here and they are desperately pushing any way they can and then trying to have people in the media help push that along but it's just it's not working at all yeah it's um you know what the the best word that i could use here ladies and gentlemen is it's absolutely pathetic um you know i I know someone's going to take maybe take that as oh you know you're being you know you're just being insulting no no it's it's pathetic folks um we have heard from multiple industry bigs like Zelnick of 2K. We've heard uh, many, many common comments uh, recently from Gabe Newell. We've heard from other areas, uh, from other uh, publishers that feel that this is a big nothing burger, that Microsoft getting involved uh, with ownership of Activision Blizzard uh, is not going to hurt competition. It's going to be good for consumers. Heck, it's going to be good for workers to be honest with you, simply because, well, workers now are going to be unionized. Uh, and Microsoft has taken a neutral stance on unions. It is the first time in gaming history that uh, developers of games are going to have a seat at the big table when it comes to you know crunch and, and, and rights and pay. Um, we're seeing what's happening right now with ZeniMax and their QA testers, which are some of the lowest paid uh, employees in gaming, uh, they are now sitting down with the CWA to uh, to you know have the, have a, a, a defense force for them, so they won't be crunched and they will uh, you know not be working harder and getting paid less. And and this is good for gaming and this is going to bring major changes. I, I just I'm I am literally shocked, Jesse, that anyone on their legal team, meaning Sony's would put out this rubbish like it, it it can be defeated extremely easy with not even having a major you know open door picture of the industry a lot of this is, seems to be common sense and one of the things that a lot of people a lot of us in 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 our circles t- took like a real step back is when the cma uh you know said that nintendo because they make you know family friendly games they don't they don't they don't consider them as counting as a part of the industry and when you consider what's that, Bayonetta, then yeah, what is that, what a, is is that a family friendly game? No, I'm real no. curious <laughs> to see if Xbox and Microsoft submit the thousands of hentai titles you can find. Yeah, on Nintendo I, eShop exactly. is not a family platform. They right. have a lot of family games, but they have a lot of everything. 
That's, yeah. that's sort of the point that people really like is everything gets ported there. It's not just kid games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's ridiculous. Luke, let, let, let's bring you in on the conversation, brother. But before I do, I got to catch up on a super chat that popped in here. And if I missed you up front, I'm going to, I'm going to go to YouTube and pull it up right now. Uh, Highlander 001 drops a very generous $10 super chat says, Hey, boom, great panel as always. I noticed that Sony's YouTube channel was talk was, was, was talking about the deal when they think it's in trouble. Uh, I have never seen Hoglaw on any uh, Sony channels. The truth hurts. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's the truth. Uh, if you want to, if you want to hear really good insights, um, besides to- listening to what Luke Steele has to say, definitely check out Whole Law, who's about to cross 110,000 subscribers on his incredible YouTube channel. But Luke, you know, this 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 statement from Sony is at best laughable. Um, I, I, I find it to be hilarious that we have all of these, you know, demographic numbers that came out a month ago, which I didn't know. Because, again, I just saw that today. Um, uh, and the demographic for Nintendo is not like, you know, ages six to 10, it's 20 to 25, uh, 20 to 25 year olds are playing Apex Legends. They're playing, uh, you know, uh, any of your free to play Fortnites, uh, they're probably playing Call of Duty Warzone right now as we speak and enjoying the heck out of it. These are college, that, that's college student and, 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 and young adult, uh, age, uh, people playing on switch. Uh, I'm sure that if there was an option for these, uh, dem- this demographic of players, uh, they wouldn't mind playing on a Switch because, well, they play on it right now. Apex um, Legends does really well there. Yeah, it does. It's it absolutely does. does. It kills on Switch, as a matter of fact. I- I'm interested to get your opinion on this, this, this recent development with Sony this morning. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, just to give some context maybe to, to Mlex, um, you know, because I think it probably helps in, in general, but they are a you know a, a regulatory insight publication effectively um they're part of a, a broader legal publication called LexisNexis. so uh, I, I use them sometimes for example um and so i'm like you know that what sony have quote unquote said is is not like an official line it's it's mlex having you know sources effectively and being able to corroborate what Sony's views are on this. So it's not as if Sony PR has come out and approved this to go to MLEX. It's just slipped out, right? Um, but nonetheless, it's still it's still broadly reflective of what Sony think. So that's that's quite important. Um, and I mean, yeah, look, some of these arguments are really, really tenuous. Um, naturally, they're going to be because, you know, Sony's job at the moment, at least in terms of regulators, is um to just keep up you know the the kind of mental pressure on regulators effectively which is to say try and reinforce the arguments that some regulators like the cma and the eu have already made in their phase one decisions so that's all they're trying to do they're not trying to put forward new arguments you know and you, and you saw that i guess in the uh, um the issues statement response that Sony did to the CMA, that 20 page document where it was kind of like a pat on the back. Yes, CMA, we agree, you know, with, with everything that you've yeah, said. It was pretty ridiculous, but yeah, you're absolutely, um, it, it was, it so, was considered a pat on the, pat on the back, pat on the ass, whatever you want to call it. You yeah, know? exactly. And, and that's a, that's a pretty, you know, if you were a third party going into this sort of stuff, that, that's, that's a pretty common 
approach from my experience that that would you know because you're, you're just trying to sow the seeds of you know continue to sow the seeds of doubt um in a regulator's mind about this right um you're not trying to you know convince them of, of new things you just want them to believe a few things right so that's that's kind of what sony are are doing at the moment and that's what they'll be doing to most regulators um so these so when this kind of uh, not statement as such but this information came out you know it, it doesn't surprise me i mean their arguments don't surprise me i do think the bit about switch being for children is, is pretty silly um for the reasons that you know have already been elucidated that you know if you look at the the demographic of switch owners it's it's actually skewed towards adults rather than than children i think a better argument probably for sony would have been that you know the switch isn't a place you go for first person shooters generally and i think if people had you know multi-platform owners um were given a choice they wouldn't they wouldn't pick their switch you know to play a, a demanding high intensity first person shooter um uh so that's a bit of a weird argument i get it why they've done it but I don't really buy it. Um, the the bit that I do agree with Sony on, um, one particular bit, is the bit that really I, I agreed, you know, I had the same independent thought on a few days ago when Microsoft came out about these commitments, um, which is to say that I think that's quite reflective of Microsoft's worry about this deal in terms of regulators at the moment. And... You know, I I personally don't believe that they had a real strong intention to bring something like Call of Duty to Switch before this started getting into the weeds with regulators. And I think what they are doing is is trying to use this as a um, a move to say, look, we, we are very open to making concessions and to bringing this game and other games to a broader base of consumers. That's really important to us. Um, so I, I kind of agree with Sony on that bit. The other bits, less so, obviously. Um, and, you know, the, the argument about, um, you know, Switch it being impossible to develop a Call of Duty on Switch, I mean, it's it's never impossible, obviously, as, as for the reasons that, that Jesse said earlier. Like, it's not, it's not like that's an impossible task. Uh, and I think Sony very coyly avoided the idea of, you know, what you mentioned, Boom, which is which is you could bring it to the cloud anyway, even if the switch was even if it was impossible to run it on the switch, um, you know, natively you could you could bring it um, you could bring it to the cloud um, because that that works on switch. So um, it's it's an interest you know it's an interesting view. It's the view I would expect Sony to take. It's the view they have to take almost from a business perspective because they're trying to protect their own vested interests in this um, and. Um, yeah, I, I think it. You know, let's see if let's see if it continues to work for regulators, right? Like the CMA and the EU. I do but think there know, was um there was one thing where right from the beginning, Phil in his real big PR marketing push, um when the uh, deal came out, started talking about getting their games on Switch. That yeah. was I was I, you know right I'm away. glad you brought that up because I literally was going to say that one one of one almost one of the first statements is that we intend to bring this to Nintendo Switch. People laughed. Yep. Yeah. The whole I mean, play everywhere that, initiative, basically. That's that's right. Yeah, but you know there are there are statements that are you said it you know PR statements. Um, they are not they are not binding. 
No, um, no, they're, they're, so, well, they're binding now because the contract has officially been signed. Uh, and, yeah, although uh, we, we don't even, I mean, it's it's a commitment. I'm well, not it's a commitment, sure. yeah. That's yeah, not a contract, yeah. though. Those are two very different yeah, things. T- yeah, two, two different things. Um, I thought it was reported that they actually signed a 10-year contract, not not committed. It, it's, it's been inconsistently reported, I think, okay. has been the problem. Um, well, Valve you, was like, no, we don't need to do that. But uh, they pretty much came out and said with Nintendo that it was... They had come to an agreement with them. What that agreement is, what it says, who knows? Right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Look, look um, at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the day, I still believe this deal is going to go through. Microsoft has not dug their <clears throat> heels in the sand. They have been the, one of the. They have been forthcoming with this deal. They have said that they are willing to work with regulators to get the deal done. Uh, they have been working with regulators across the, across the globe. Uh, this goes for. Uh, the EU. This goes for the CMA, and this goes for the the uh, the um the FTC that was supposedly going to vote on it today. As a matter of fact, yeah, it would now, have been a few hours ago. Yeah, and 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 what's interesting is there's been no report that they are looking to sue. Uh, normally, something like that would have dropped at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when business uh, uh starts, uh, especially for Wall Street, because they're required. Uh, this this would have tanked stocks. It would it would have been everyone would have been reporting on this. Uh, we know that Brad Smith uh, was on his way to Washington. We had reports from several people that Bill Gates actually went to Washington to sit down with regulators. Um, and it is weird. The FTC they don't approve. They just they don't approve. They just not right. do. Yeah, they just, so you may never hear anything. We, right, but I think that what what what's what again? You can say it, you can say it. You can you know. There's two ways to look at this. It's either concerning, or it's it, or, or there's nothing that, that they had didn't have a problem with it because if you look it, at the FTC's um, recent history in um, court cases, you wouldn't be that concerned either because they lose a lot. <laughs> they've been they, they, they've, they're on a losing streak for sure. Yeah, they are. They've she's uh, Lena Khan as leader of that uh, of that outfit and as chair as head chair of. Uh, Yes, he has lost three major uh, uh, court cases and badly. Um, right. Decades of eroding um, their the laws surrounding protecting this type of stuff has uh, definitely come to fruition. Yes, there, there, there's no doubt about it. And and, and I hate to say this, um, um, like I said, I don't know her personally. Uh, she was appointed by the president, and he was elected. Um, obviously, she has skills. Um, otherwise she wouldn't have been, uh, you know, appointed this position at the age of 33. She is definitely kind of young. Yeah. Um, she got something to prove, you know what I mean? She definitely, she, uh, yeah, but she, that's, you see, that's the short sightedness of Lena Khan. Um, I think that, yes, yeah, she's an intelligent woman, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. she's in a position because she's probably earned that position. I, I don't know mo- a lot of her history, but I can simply say that her, um, short sightedness of looking to, Pad her political career by simply because I, I it's she's gone on record saying we don't care about going to court and losing. You see, that's right. a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. That's a problem because that she's spending our taxpayer. Right. Dollars. I don't care if I burn your money. Yeah, I don't care if I burn your money. So so and I saw you know an open opt uh, you know article in one of the one of the local you know one of the you know the national papers where they said that if she had been in charge of a, an actual business she would have been removed from power because she was losing the company millions. Oh, you and can't now, run government like business, though. No, like no, government it, can't be focused on making money at all. No, but it, what, it, what, it, what, what it's supposed to be focused on is us, the yeah. people. 
right? We, we, we no, honestly, we, with how big corporations are getting, I do get that side of it. It's just we went so long with the government being extremely pro corporate and right, laws yes. for that that it's just like it's a very big ask to finally push back against it. So right. I get the sentiment. Um, no, no, no. Just, listen, it's I, a losing fight. I, I it absolutely is a losing fight uh, at this point. You know, unless unless you ask Facebook, because I mean, that's what's scary. That's the only thing that scares me is is the human element to this. The biases absolutely exist. We've seen yes. it, and I'm afraid a little bit. I do think this is going to go through, but with what concessions we've seen, what happened to Facebook, and there was. Facebook Ask is anybody. mustache twirlingly evil. Though. You're you're right. You're right. But you know, if you're looking, if you're looking at it, it should have passed, right? If you're looking at it of what is right and what is wrong, they should have had the VR should have slid right through, no issues. In my opinion, I think a lot of people's opinions, Facebook should have been fine with that. So a lot of people, when they you know killed that, were kind of scratching their heads, going, "Dang, are they going to come after Microsoft? You know, and the ABK deal as well? Um, maybe that's just." You know, me being a consumer and, and ignorance, I don't know. No, but. no, I, I, you have every right to be concerned. Obviously, this deal is not a slam dunk either way. It's not a slam dunk block, and it's not a slam dunk to go through. Uh, there are right. concessions that are going to be made. Microsoft is doing everything in their power to sit down with regulators to say, listen, what do we need to do to make you comfortable? What, what, what can we do to make this a deal that you're willing to pass that you can go and sleep, you can right. sleep comfortably at night? I do, think, I, do, I do of, think it's going a lot through. of their um yeah a lot of their talk has just been these will be the concessions essentially like we'll do 10 years we didn't plan on getting rid of it anyways right we'll right. put it on more things we'll do everything because other than that you don't have any arguments about how this hurts consumers which is the main point yeah right so the only thing right now is yeah we get sony's crying really bad and i don't know if you saw the other article we did boom but phil went on a podcast and was pretty much just stating the only one against this is sony oh no you're, you're talking about the one with uh with the kid um what's the name of it i have it in my my dms over here i listened to it this morning it was 28 minutes it was phenomenal yeah. it was from mm -hmm. the other day but yeah, that, was... that was by far the most aggressive he's been in just well you know what out. he you know what he yeah. said in this again i'll add this or this article um you know what let me let me just pull it up so i i I'm, I'm just not shooting from the hip. Here. You could I, I uh, I, listening to that podcast too. Um, the you could, form. he was just, you could hear it in his voice, how sick and tired of explaining this stuff over and over again. And just like yeah, the pushback from the CMA. Yeah, Cause they know the yeah. regulators aren't us and they don't know the business yet. Right. And so they had their, their entire thing. And why, and like Kotaku's like, Oh, they got this weird agreement with Nintendo. Like, no, you understand it, so it's weird to you, but the regulators do not understand this. So Microsoft's spending tons of time and effort educating them on it because the only company that's really crying nonstop is Sony, and they keep hearing those same um, arguments regurgitated back to them by regulators who Sony has already gone to and cried. Yes, yes. It, 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 I actually have it in front of me. The name of the podcast is called Second Request. You can right. find it at thecapitalforum.com. Uh, I will add this uh, 28, uh, 28 minute and 32 second interview uh, uh, you know, to the show notes, once this goes video on demand, if you want to check it, it's, it's listed as Microsoft's last Activision with Xbox CEO Phil Spencer. Uh, this was uh, done on December 6th, 2022. Uh, again, it was a phenomenal listen. Uh, one it's of the things spicy. that Phil... Yeah, it was, it was very it spicy. Was, it was really good. And one mad. of the things that he said, Gretchen, <laughs> uh, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting, uh, and of course, I want to get your opinion on this, this, this utter nonsense from Sony 
that was uh you sure. know posted uh he said that uh sony um as the market leader does its does does its best work to make microsoft smaller so mm -hmm. they can remain market leader that is mm. a fantastic point because sony in fact has done that they have done yep. Uh, Third deal party deals. after deal after yeah. deal to hold content away from Xbox. Exactly what they are complaining about. And see, that, folks, is why I get fired up. And like I said, I'm in an apartment. If I had a studio, I'd be yelling <laughs> at the top of my lungs because, I, I, I again, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And everything that Sony has done to consumers, and that is me, is wrong. They continue to have a bully-like mentality they go and they do these things, these, these these raising of prices and charging for this, that, and the third, and it's been unchecked. And they have and been that's their leader. argument. Yes. Their argument is that oh, Xbox might do this, and that's what I see from a lot of people <laughs> in the media. Is if Xbox becomes the market leader, it'd be really bad. They might raise their prices. I'm like, so weird. the market leader just did that. They did an unprecedented raising of their hardware yes. in the middle of the generation. They raised at the beginning of the generation alongside Take Two and others. They upped their prices by 10 bucks. They've raised the prices of their subscription package. Like they've raised every price yeah. already. And no yes. one lifted yeah. a finger. And why why aren't the regulators why aren't they on that? It's so yeah, it's, it's so it's, odd. It's it, competition. It is odd. I mean, it's not there's nothing wrong with it. It's but that's no. that's what makes it really weird that it's what Sony is trying to use as their argument is look at all these things we did as market leader. If they become close to market leader, they might do them. And it's like, well, that's also not what's supposed to be regulated so much as in you're already doing this and no one's had a problem with it. So why would it then be a problem if Microsoft did it? Which yeah, they haven't funny. actually ever shown they do. Right. And you, you, you listen, if, again, I, I'm going to add, I'm literally going to add it right now uh, while I, I get a retreat's op uh, opinion about this because it is a great listen. It's 28 minutes. Uh, one of the things that he specifically talks about, because the interviewer asked him about the raising of prices, he said that it was a decision, and it, se and, and it seemed that me the lesser of two evils, is, uh, or the lesser of three evils, is what he says. He doesn't say it specifically like that. He says, listen, we didn't raise our console prices, and we didn't raise Xbox Game Pass, but we did find it that because of the way business is changing, yeah. and, you know, in order to maintain these monster AAA games, we decided that the best course of action out of the three was to raise the games to 70 bucks like everyone else has done already. Right. I mean, so, he's, he's saying the, co the cost basis. I mean, he did a very long... Phil is the master of PR. He, yes, is, he is so freaking good at it because he gave a very lengthy answer to that. And really, you could have summed it up in two words and that was cost basis basically he's just saying yeah. that everything costs more unfortunately i love you phil but that's it's a bs answer it's bullshit um because that those same exact games with the same exact cost basis were going to cost 60 dollars this year so are we you know, I, I, I have it, a, but I, yeah no no i we talked about that the other day on the xbox factor podcast we right. were all against the price increase uh, we were all definitely in favor of Microsoft potentially saying, hey, listen, we 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 promised to deliver these three games in 2022. And unfortunately, we didn't. We couldn't do it because of whatever. They, they just weren't ready. Uh, next year, they're going to be 70 bucks. I, I think they should still all be 60 bucks. 
Yeah, I mean, we know that's not going to happen. I I agree with you, and that was a really uh, good point on the last podcast that we had. Um, I it's I don't think that's going to happen. It may um, it may or may not happen, but if we want it to happen, then we got to tell them. We got well, to tell Well, that's Microsoft. that's that's true. I mean, well, Amra we, we did have... bring up a good point, and I'm sorry to interrupt in that podcast, saying that one of the reasons he thought that it was getting increased in price was because of the ABK deal, and Activision already has their prices set at seventy. So if the deal passes, like Q1 or Q2 of next year, which it's supposed to, then it would be a little weird with the influx where you have ABK and Blizzard and all their games are 70 and all everything else on Xbox uh, is 60. You know what I mean? If I had to be honest, I think it would have happened this year in the exact same way where they would have come out before they put pre-orders up. Like we would have heard about it back in the Like the price hike? Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think that we might get release dates and pre-orders tonight, which is why they said it. A couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Rip the band-aid off. That's a very, very you know what? Good Listen, I, mean, I have a yeah. lot of super chats to get to, but I will do that before the next topic. We have, wow, I, I cannot believe this, folks. Uh, this is a new podcast. I've never seen numbers like this before. Folks, we're closing in on 600 people live wow. on the air. That is bring them in. Hit that like button, bonkers. guys. Hit it, hit it, hit um, it. A big thank you for uh, hopefully a lot of new viewers. Uh, we are on the hunt for 12K. Uh, we are just uh, under 500 away. And uh, I don't think we're going to hit it because the end of the year is right around the corner. But I'd love to give it a good run for its money. And if you are enjoying the content, if you're enjoying the opinions, if you enjoy the tenacity that I have for the industry and the five uh, live shows I do Monday through Friday, I'd ask that you consider subscribing. But Retri, I want to go to you now regarding this recent, you know, this, this information that has been brought to our attention. It is, of course, not sanctioned by SIE or you know Sony Interactive Entertainment, but we do have it on good authority and a good source, thanks to Luke uh, and uh, Jesse explaining that to us. This, to me, you know, they have the audacity to say that the deal, a 10-year deal with Nintendo is smoke and mirrors. Yeah. When they are the master manipulator, the master magician of not letting you see what's behind the curtain, even though we know that they're doing these dastardly deeds with raking consumers over the coal. Anti-consumer and Sony seem to be words that go hand in hand. You don't hear anti-consumer practices and Microsoft or Xbox going hand in hand. Again, this is why I find this whole statement to be ridiculous. But I want to get your opinion on this. Sure. I mean, it's kind of like, what what's the age bracket? for Nintendo games. You, you got to be this tall to ride the Nintendo games. Sorry, kid. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird PR statement, but I'm kind of getting used to Sony doing stuff like this. I mean, like I said earlier, Bayonetta, not a kid's game. It's on, it's on the switch. And I feel like maybe the deal might, it could be for the next switch, you know, that's being rumored. That's what I'm thinking. I think Microsoft is privy to what's coming out next. It's a Nintendo platform. He didn't say Switch directly. It's well, a Nintendo platform. That's a yeah. Which would I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what else that could possibly mean, but um, it just leaves it vague, which they're and, big yeah. on because they don't want <laughs> any, they don't true. want to directly commit to things that they don't yeah. have to. I it's guess nice I guess I'm saying speak. yeah, very mm-hmm. absolutely. I think I guess what I'm saying is. I believe it's probably not coming to the current switch. I believe it's probably coming to whatever the new switch is going to be because it's a little more powerful. Unless like you were saying, boom, uh, with the cloud 
just like Resident Evil games that, you know, they could utilize the cloud to, to push Call of Duty out with, with probably little to no issues at 30 frames. But, I mean, it's typical Sony fodder. I don't have too much to, to add to, you know, anything that Jesse or, or Luke has already said. I, I do kind of agree with Luke a little bit in, in the regards of um, I don't want to paint Sony completely as just the bad guys. I do kind of think the COD thing with the Nintendo is, is good. It's just PR 101 for Xbox and Microsoft to do something like that. Um, kind of shoving it, you know, in the regulators faces. Like it's just, it just makes sense to do. I mean, that's what I would do if I'm trying in to the end, get this they're all through. mega corporations. So they're not your friends. It's absolutely. Like, I think people really need to, think of this stuff logically and, and stop just picking like Microsoft, good, Sony, automatically bad. I don't agree with what Sony is doing. I hate kind of Sony as a, as a company and how they run it versus I love Sony games, but I, I do not believe Microsoft is the good guy either. Um, they're, they're playing a good PR game and which is also why I think this deal will go through and they will win because the lawyers are just going to have a field day with every point that Sony is, has made um, to try to counter this deal to go through. So, yeah, that's what these companies are good people, but the companies themselves, yes. there might be really good people working there. Like, exactly. Jim Ryan might be a wonderful guy in his right. real life. But in, when you're running a business like that, it's not about being nice, it's about constantly growing. That's yeah. just how they work. Yeah, I mean, you've got shareholders, so you have to look increase. Yeah, at the end of the day, Retri, we we understand this. Like, I I don't want it to be. I don't want to think anyone for a second that I'm some sort of naive knucklehead that I think that uh, you know Microsoft is not out to make money for their uh, shareholders who are sitting on potentially millions and millions of dollars. I'm not a boob here, folks. I, I understand what 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 is happening, but at the same time, we have to. I I I like looking at this deal or this particular situation from just let's let's just look at what's on the table and what Sony has done to consumers and the entire industry for decades has been bully like tactics you do what we say if you don't give our game a good review you're blackballed mm-hmm. uh, we can charge cross play because we're the market leader we can raise our prices by $50, which Jesse called unprecedented. It's never been done before in gaming that a console that is coming on its second year anniversary is always expected to drop $50. Sony, because they're the market leader and they have no fear of losing that, decides, well, we're going to raise it by 50 and it's okay because, well, we're Sony. Uh, and Sony to be goes fair... Out Meta did the same thing with the Quest first. They absolutely had, did. That gave they, them the, the confidence to do it as well. But you know something? And I, and I gave Meta the same business. Mm-hmm. Okay. I gave Meta the same business because of the, 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 as, as great as the, the, the headset is, it's not worth $50 more. If anything, it's worth $100 less. I well, have. I, I, I think that their reasoning is that that actually cost them about seven, 800 bucks to make, but mm. they were using all your analytical data and everything to subsidize that through your Facebook account. Mm. And when they took out requiring a Facebook account, they're like, well, shit, 
we need to really figure <laughs> out another way to make some money back because we're not going to be able to sell all your data as easy. You're right. That goes so the data. It's not great. There's a reason for it, but it's a bad reason. It's, well, reality. again, they're 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 the they're the the Dirk dastardly twirling the mustache. That's that's Facebook for you, and that's why they are always getting the business from regulators because they can't be trusted. Sorry, end of story. This is mm-hmm. you know Microsoft and Facebook. Yes, two big corporations, two different ideologies, two different levels of trust i don't trust facebook as far as i can throw them and i'm not that strong Uh, and i will say that publicly uh but before we get into the next topic and the next topic is 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 relatively big because this might be the opening that microsoft potentially needed uh in the in the eu and the uk and we and we have someone uh uh, who is from that region of the world and luke Steele, who has uh had uh you know uh you know uh you know many many instances where he has uh closed uh, potentially billion dollar, uh, million dollar deals, and we're going to get his opinion on whether or not uh, the reported um, investigation into both Apple and Google, with, with you know, with their duopoly, if you will, is somehow a way for Microsoft to get this deal passed. Because um, we have you know a story that, that they put out there in February, right after this deal, on how open ended their mobile platform will be. Uh, Phil actually said in the interview that we that we've been referencing that um, Xbox and Xbox Game Pass are blocked from both of these platforms. Um, you have to get into using the, these through through a browser, as opposed right. to actually having a, a place to you can just you know download the app and you go. Um, and you know Phil Spencer specifically said that then. But before I get into all that, I got to catch up on the super chats. There's been so many mm. of them. Uh, Drawn TJ, generous friend of the program, drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Hi, everyone. Sony has messed up. Indeed, they have. Uh, we also have, let's see, uh, we have another one from a good friend of the program, Brett Bingham, who drops a $5 super chat and says, Jim Ryan just pulled an AA Ron. <laughs> He's messed up. Jim AA Ron Ryan. Yeah, he is definitely a clown. Uh, I, I will say that for sure. Uh, Tom from Toonami drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, we should play a game. How many bridges can Sony burn before this deal is done? Their own studios, EA, Microsoft, Nintendo. Funny, no Valve snapback though. Yeah, I, I mean Valve already said what they needed to say in defense of of, of Microsoft. They don't. They. they I mean, while would... I mean, if you think about it, sorry to interrupt, but no, why Valve wouldn't? Valve is on Windows PC with a completely open platform that has their own payment system inside it because microsoft allows that you know what i mean so like valve doesn't get any resistance whatsoever from microsoft in that regards and they make a ton of money they make a lot more money because of that where apple and google they take a cut of everything yes right so yeah it's 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 it's, it's going to be an interesting conversation nonetheless but uh, Kirby Zero Louise, good friend of the program and developer, says this after dropping a very generous $10 Super Chat Steam Deck with Windows 11 can run Warzone 2 just fine. Current rumors would have switched to faster than the AMD 6800U, which itself is 1.5 times faster than the Steam Deck, uh, if, uh, if not even more, they, uh, they opt for the RTX 40 arc. Uh, listen, he knows his stuff. Um, if, I, I'd love to see this, n- the next Nintendo Switch, whatever it's going to be called, be as powerful as the Steam Deck. That would be pretty dope. Yeah, that would be uh, But it would also be pretty expensive. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you would expect that would be $400 at minimum, maybe more. Uh, and I would be willing to pay that, to be honest and with you, because I, I like never, my games more than 720p. I always temper my expectations with Nintendo and yeah. the hardware. So I would hope to just bet. get something that can do 1080p docked decently with DLSS. Like, if you can have DLSS 3, like the lowest tier or the highest Tegra lowest, you know, 40 series type thing in there, I'd be shocked. They're, they'll probably have like a, a low 30 series equivalent or something, and it'll look fine. It'll run 720p in handheld because you don't need more resolution than that for most handhelds that size. Yeah. Um, but the, the main thing is I just hope it has a better solution for docked performance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we will definitely see. Uh, only time is going to tell, and I would imagine we're going to get that information hopefully sometime next year. Uh, Creative Monster in the chat uh, drops not only a very generous uh, $5 super chat, but it's what they said that is awesome. I want to wish everyone a happy holidays. Mr. Boom, I love this channel. You're great for the community. Also, thank you for your service. That's very, very kind of you to say. I definitely appreciate that. The generosity. I appreciate you supporting the channel with your views, but I also thank you for the awesome comp, com, you know, uh, commentary a finesseful j drops a very outrageous 20 dollars super chat says shout out to the panel and the moderators for always taking the time to welcome chat participants yeah i i try to uh it's it's it, when you see I'm, I'm i'm not looking at the camera and i'm down it's because i'm trying to get to everyone it's it's my thing um i love welcoming everybody i want to make sure that you come to this channel and you feel welcomed but you also feel safe. Uh, the, 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 the boss here in this chat is Lethal Papa. Uh, that dude is works tirelessly on every show that I do. Um, and I can't do it without him. And he is one of the, again, I say it all the time, he walks silently and carries a very big band stick. So if you're an a-hole, he gets rid of you. He gives everyone a shot. But if, you, if, you, you know, if, you, if you're a jerk, he's going to get rid of you. So I'm shout out to him. Uh, Drawn TJ drops a $5 super chat and says, Nintendo doesn't have shooters on Switch, LOL. Then what is Doom and Apex and Fortnite? And what about, I don't know, the best-selling game of the Switch this year, Splatoon 3. Splatoon, yep. I don't know. It, exactly. It's a shooter. It just may not be a first-person shooter, but it's a shooter nonetheless. I, I find Sony's stuff ridiculous. We also have another super, uh, an additional $5 super chat from Highlander001. He says, let's not forget, Sony's first acquisition was Psygnosis. That is absolutely correct. That was a publisher at the time, uh, which, which at the time, the size of the Activision deal today, Sony can't take losing being first. And I think really that is the crux of Sony's problem. They do not want to potentially be in second or be in third, which if Nintendo gets Call of Duty and they have a new piece of hardware, Sony could very well be in third place. And you know something? All I can say to Sony is, well, compete. You know, bring back uh, old IPs like, I don't know, SOCOM, for instance, that you could potentially challenge a Call of Duty. But they don't want to do that. Uh, Highlander001, wow, it drops an additional $5 super chat and says, if there is a court battle with all of the documents Activision and Microsoft have on Sony... Will not give them. Uh, will will not give them a black eye. It will break their nose. Now I, I think Sony's dirty laundry will come out, and eventually it's going to make them look like just complete liars. And I think that you can. I don't know for sure, uh, Luke's deal. But if you uh, if you go out of your way to lie to regulators, I don't know what how much trouble you can get into 
But if you if you are you know misleading regulators with uh, false information, I, I'm pretty sure you can. There is some legal ramifications for that. Yeah, yeah, there are. Uh, it's quite long winded, but so I won't get into them. But there are. Yeah, no, there are yeah. I, 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 again, um, I, I know, yeah, yeah. I know. I can tell you the patrol guide. I can't tell you business law. It's just not yeah. my field. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. But, it's uh, uh, it's it's not as bad as if you're a third party though, um, like so. Oh, okay. um, if if okay. you're Microsoft or Activision and you mislead, you're in you're in real real trouble. But uh, third parties, because third party evidence, at least for the CMA, for example, it's okay. weighted very lowly, so they don't really like they don't they don't care that much. I mean, it's somewhat persuasive, but you know, okay. All right, I, I thank you for the, the clarification because I wasn't sure. Libra X drops a very generous five dollar super chances. It's strange to see Sony burning bridges when surely they would want their ten plus gas games in development to also be on Xbox. Uh-huh. Microsoft could say no; they absolutely could. Like I, I find That's a good point. I find this whole thing just r- ridiculous. Like it, it's there's going to come a point where people uh, and publishers and, and developers are going to look at Sony with a side eye. I, I think there are some major ramifications that we cannot forecast uh, for the uh, magnifying glass that Sony has put on the industry. Uh, this is an industry that has been run pretty much unchecked uh, by regulators for decades. And I understand regulators, you know, they want to now, they, now they have an idea of what, what kind of money is coming into gaming. So they're going to be a little bit more into these bigger decisions. But I, I think there, it, it can be said that Microsoft um, doing this deal should, should have been business as usual. And I think that what Sony has done, being the only one to really have a problem with this deal, opened up a big problem for the industry at, at, at you know at, at large, I, I think there is going to be some big ramifications, uh, and I think Sony is going to suffer because of it because of this this ridiculousness, uh, and everything that they have claimed about Call of Duty not coming to PlayStation has been answered, but still they still have a problem. It's 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 quite shocking to me. But I do, guys, I do want to move on to the next topic, and this is this is a big one. This is what I really wanted Luke Steele to 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 give us his expertise. Uh, because he's worked against and with the CMA and the EU Commission, Luke. What one of the biggest things, uh, at least in our opinions, and we've, we've talked privately, is that Sony has made this whole deal about Call of Duty. But we ultimately, all of us agree, that is it is far from just about Call of Duty. As a matter of fact, the most important thing right now is King. King is one of the biggest money makers when it comes to mobile. Mobile is the biggest money maker for gaming. I don't care what console you're on. They make money hand over fist. As a matter of fact, Candy Crush, the game that you don't give a flying F about, makes more money than Call of Duty, sometimes three to one. So Microsoft does not have a footprint. They do not have a handshake. They don't have a fingerprint in the market in the mobile market but they want that and a part a part of this deal luke is getting this now we we heard recently uh, that um the cma and the eu commission are have major concerns regarding apple and google who have which and this this is this is their wording a duopoly in these regions of the world when it comes to the mobile market. They are the leaders by leaps and bounds. No one 
can challenge them. Now, there has been some talk that uh, Microsoft uh, getting hold of King is going to run their platforms very, very different from Apple and Google. And this different opinion on breaking news, boom, I'm real sorry to break it, but the FTC has announced they are going to sue. Shocker. Wow. (laughs) There goes your tax dollars, everybody. Well, there's that breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. They're gonna sue. All right. Well, now this is this. They is, gotta lose too. They they're going to lose. Yeah. Not without concessions. Uh. Yeah. Well, Very that's. I mean, it's it's. Wow. That is. I mean, where where do you have that, folks? I mean, um, Jesse. I put it in the uh, the private chat. Let me from, just pull uh, Bloomberg. This up. Let me just pull this up yeah, because this, this comes. Wow. Okay. Well, this comes the way, folks. I'm going to read it to you live. Unfortunately, we're going to have to. We're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to drop this uh, topic because this is obviously breaking news. Um, FTC to sue Microsoft over Activision Blizzard deal. This comes the way of Walter, Walter. at Bloomberg. Well, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to pull up who he is. Uh, Walter Bloomberg uh, at Delta, Delta One, uh, WalterBloomberg.com. Um, I haven't seen this posted. I mean, obviously, he has 623,000 followers, so apparently the guy uh, knows his stuff. Uh, I'm going to go to his website right now, and I'm going to read it verbatim. I, I'm actually quite shocked uh, by this, to be honest with you. Uh, I did not expect that this was going to happen, um, but here it is, folks. The FTC has decided to sue uh, uh, to block this deal. And ultimately, like we talked in the beginning, um, they're going to lose. Uh, yeah. this is not anti-competitive. Uh, I, I, I feel that after this, uh, I, again, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, I'm at a loss for words, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let, let, let's go to, let's go to, um, to, uh, Luke's deal on this. Luke, uh, Again, I, I'm 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 a little taken aback. I, I thought that Microsoft has done everything to uh, for regulators, specifically the FTC. Uh, what does this ultimately uh, this lawsuit do for the EU Commission and the uh, the, uh, the 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 UK's CMA? Do they do they look at this and say, see, uh, this is this the gotcha moment for these two entities? Yeah, I mean, yeah. My, my first thoughts on that, and and as always, I will um, defer to to whole law as to matters of uh, of US law. Um, I can only speak from a kind of um, broad UK European perspective. But um, what I would say is that um, look, you know, regulators, um, particularly the big three, uh, being the Commission, CMA, and, and the FTC slash DOJ. Um, they uh they like to take a fairly aligned approach in what they will do for mergers and acquisitions that they're investigating that are that are cross jurisdictional like this one. I think the fact that the FTC have come out and are willing to take this to court um suggests that the the you know the the side of the CMA and EU is is, is pretty aligned with that approach. Now, obviously, in those jurisdictions, that's not what happens. There isn't a, a court case that's pretty unique to 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 the U.S. Um, but it does mean it does paint a picture, perhaps. And and I think you know, getting back, just if we just lapse back a bit to Microsoft's actions over the last week with Nintendo and Steam and what they've been doing, what it sounded to me like was that they were really concerned 
about regulators at this point. You know, it didn't strike me as, as a company, you know, an entity that was particularly confident about the, the direction this was heading. And so perhaps, you know, in the background, they, they knew that this was coming and wanted to get ahead of it. I'm sure they would have because they would have had dialogue with, with regulators pretty consistently. So um, I can't say for sure that the, you know, the, the CMA and the EU will, will move to, to block or anything like that. But it, it does, um, it, it does kind of, you know, kind of put the, the whole thing on this slant of regulators have this particular view and it's, it's going to be quite difficult for Microsoft to remove that view now or to, to try and, you know, get around it. I'm not saying they, they can't because they may offer concessions that are, you know, more than satisfactory for regulators. Um, but it's, it's really difficult at this point, even with my experience, anybody who's worked in competition law, you can't account for what regulators are going to do or think. Sometimes you can only put forward kind of your best argument. I think Microsoft have, um, and, and look, you know, from my perspective, I don't, I don't think the deal is anti-competitive. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that even after the kind of positive news or the, the, the positive context we've had over the last few days about, you know, things like the CWA in America, um, things like the kind of the democratic panel leaning on the FTC in terms of, you know, the change of votes, et cetera, that we we're still getting, you know, the FTC is still taking this to court. So I, I find it quite fascinating actually. Yeah, I'm just shared a link to you, Boom. The Washington Post has a bunch more info. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull it up right now. Let me just get over there because, like I said, I, I'm I'm a bit shell shocked, folks. I got to be honest with you. I'm very very rarely at a loss for words. Uh, thanks, Jesse, for this. According to the WashingtonPost.com, FTC sues to block Microsoft's acquisition of game giant Activision. The lawsuit the lawsuit marks FTC Chair Lena Khan's most significant effort to date to address tech industry consolidation, and it could upend Microsoft's gaming ambitions. Uh, according to the report, the Federal Trade Commission on Thursday sued to block Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of video game publisher Activision Blizzard, charging that the massive deal would allow for the Washington tech giant to suppress its competitors in gaming. It goes on to say the lawsuit represents the FTC's most significant effort to rein in consolidation in the tech industry since prominent tech critic Lena Khan, who's a Democrat, became the commissioner's chair and was expected to usher in a new era of antitrust enforcement categorized by a willingness to bring cases to court rather than pursue settlements with companies. Uh, finally, it goes on to say... Uh, the FTC lawsuit against Microsoft would foil the company's ambition to become a heavier hitter in the gaming frontiers. Activision is the owner of the massively popular titles like Candy Crush and Call of Duty, and its acquisition could bolster Microsoft in its competition with Japanese console makers Nintendo and Sony. Um, can, I, can I ask Luke a quick question? Could sure. could this just be a grandstanding like beating of the chest to to sue to equal concessions or would you try would they try to get those concessions beforehand or is this something that they feel they have to sue to get those concessions? Yeah, I, I think I think it's probably the latter in this case. I think it's right. it, you know it. That's what I figured. It, you, the, the process is is a bit multifaceted, but as I understand it, at least in the US, 
But I think it's it's kind of this stage is kind of where the FTC are going, okay, we're really serious about this now and we want you to offer some pretty concrete concessions. Now, nobody knows what they are right now. Right. Like we don't, but that dialogue has gone on. But, you know, like in the, in the U S it's, it's a little different because the FTC is, um, the way that that body operates in its, its antitrust laws is, um, I, I don't want to say politically motivated, but it is, it is motivated in a sense it that is. most of a, a most of a you competition. Can say it. We're not going to yeah, get no. angry at you. Look, it's the U.S., right? Everything is like no offense, but everything is politically yep. motivated in 100%. the U.S. Um, and competition bodies in other jurisdictions aren't like this, so that they, they kind of don't. They don't. The FTC has a very, at least in recent times, um, a very stringent approach to mergers and acquisitions in that it it really doesn't like big ones and and you know right. lena khan doesn't like big tech as as we know or at least consolidation there um so you know the chances of the ftc grandstanding like this and, and really wanting to take microsoft to but i think what they're trying to do is at the at very minimum get some pretty significant concessions now as i say don't know what they are but yeah, I, I got I got another point I want to bring up real quick. I don't want to go on a tangent or anything, but I find it very odd that the commission itself is supposed to have five members and they have four right now, three of which are Democrats. One is a Republican. So we can kind of, you know, you can kind of guess what side according everyone to the, uh, yeah, is no, on. It's funny you say that. According to the article, it was the three Democratic uh, re representatives Shocker. That, that, that decided to fight this deal. I'm a de Democrat, by the way, just. Just get get that out there right now. Yeah, so I don't I mean, want this look, to get political. But my point is, is why is it okay for a, a commission that's supposed to have five members not to have five members? Because here's a thing that I learned is that fifth member has to be a Republican, has to, according to the rules and regulations that happen in the United States. So it's a little suspect that there is no fifth member or it hasn't got pushed yeah. Forward when the one of the biggest deals in history is going on right now. Why wouldn't you, you know, move the process along, President, and Senate to pass the fifth member for for this commission it, when it's such a big deal? And you literally could have been like articles were saying the other day, a two to two tie because one of the Democrats might have flipped, which obviously didn't happen. Yeah. But it's just but, odd. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't have mattered in this case because it would have still been a majority. That's true. It, it would have been a majority <laughs> good, decision, good, wouldn't good it? Point. Been free yeah. to do, now, so. now, Luke, being being you know, obviously we want to get Jesse Norris's opinion on this uh, momentarily, but you know, the FTC has been losing court case after court case after court case. Uh, the evidence that has been uh, uh, provided. Uh, does not seem like it is going to hold up. I think this is eventually, I, I don't think this actually gets to a trial. I, I think a, a judge is going to throw this out. Uh, and I think it's going to um, potentially, it's going to hold up the deal. This is not getting done uh, in uh, Ju by June of 2023 now that they have decided to sue. Um, this is, like I said, it's very disappointing that millions and millions of taxpayer dollars are going to go on, uh, you know, be used uh, for or by the FTC to block a merger that has only the best interest of consumers uh, around the around the globe. Uh, obviously, you know the, the workers that were now promised uh, by the by Microsoft that they would be neutral in regards to getting um, um, 
you know, uh, unions into gaming for the first time ever are now at risk. Uh, the, the fact that a new management uh, could not potentially come um, to Activision Blizzard has, that, that has been run by the devil for uh, over a decade with Bobby Kotick. Uh, this, this, this attempt to block the deal has such large ramifications uh, just outside of stupid Call of Duty. Uh, I think that there are so many there are so many angles that are being missed here. What what in your opinion? I mean, again, you you, you know, there's there's no real right or wrong answer here. What what are the likelihoods that Microsoft wins this? Well, that's a big question. Uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, uh, look, it, it's it's really difficult. It's really difficult to know because we're not we're not at a court case yet, right? Um, the FTC voted in favor of making an administrative filing, which is essentially to, to take it to court. So we're, we're not there yet. So there is there is some kind of um, ground to travel before that point, which could lead to the FTC, for example, abandoning this and um, just accepting some concessions from Microsoft and, and just going, hey, look, you know, we're not going to we're not going to take it to court. Now. So on you go. Um, we don't know if it goes to court. I mean, again, in the US, I'm it's it's difficult it's really difficult to know what that looks like the ftc have um as you say they have lost court cases recently um it's a difficult bar i guess from a us perspective to clear to show that this you know something like this is anti competitive unless it actually is um regulators have a tough job and i guess um you know uh courts have a tough job as well because they have to try and make decisions about things that haven't happened almost like they are looking to the future and saying, will this have anti-competitive effects such that it adversely impacts consumers? Um, it's probably the most difficult job a regulator has. And, you know, when you're doing that, you're dealing almost exclusively in hypotheticals. But the problem with hypotheticals is that, you know, for a court, you know, court cases, FTC, etc. um, you can get in your head that a hypothetical is more likely than another, rightly or wrongly, right? And I think probably the FTC have got in their head that, but we just, you know, I think they said, actually, I think Jesse posted something, which is the thing that I was probably most concerned about regulators really focusing on. Um, and, and the FTC seemed to be pretty cognizant of it, which is um, harming competition in multiple dynamic and fast-growing gaming markets. And what the FTC are referring to there is exactly what the CMA were referring to, which is cloud gaming and gaming subscription services. And the problem is that when you have nascent markets like those two, which are very small right now, right? Everybody knows those markets are really small. Even if you define them as markets, whether you agree with that or not, but if you do, they're very small. Regulators really hate um, players in that arena becoming so dominant before the market is even formed, whether you think Microsoft are going to be dominant in those markets or not. Um, and I think that's probably what's driven the FTC to this point. They're just really worried about that element. Again, rightly or wrongly, I don't necessarily agree with the FTC. Um, odds of winning it, like I don't, I don't know, but we're not there yet, right? So I don't think people need to sound the panic stations just yet. This is a process. It will rumble on for some time longer and we'll see where we go. Yeah, I mean now, 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 you know. Again, I, 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 I reach out to you simply because you have, uh, you know, a good eye for this stuff. You are currently, uh, you know, you, you, you have worked, uh, you know, in this field for many, many years of your career. 
um, is there a chance that, um, uh, you know, how long before an administrative judge takes a look at this and ultimately says, yes, there's enough evidence here to make to, to bring forth a lawsuit or like in recent times, get it thrown out like it, it like obviously there is a shot that an administrative judge uh, in, in Washington is going to have this come across their desk and they're going to say whether or not, yes, there is enough evidence for this this lawsuit or there's not enough evidence and this is a waste of time and throw it out. How long does that process take? It's going to be a couple of months. Okay. At least. I don't, I, I couldn't say exactly. And we're coming into the holidays. So I would imagine right. there's yeah, going to be no so movement on this yeah, for maybe, at least maybe, the middle of the new year. Yeah, uh, maybe, uh, for, yeah, maybe end of January, mid-February. Um, it might move quicker than, I mean, depends on, again, what happens in the interim period, right? Um, but I would, I would think this will all kind of coalesce around a similar time. I mean, we're expecting the CMA's um, provisional findings in January. So you might get that concurrent to, um, you know, some development here, but it will, will be a couple of months. Wow. Yeah. Well, listen, let's, uh, let's get um, Jesse's opinion on this and we'll get Retri in here and then we'll get everyone out of here. But before I do, I gotta, I gotta thank uh, the friendly neighborhood blue shell who dropped a very generous $20 super chat and says, not win the war. Sony may lose the war badly uh, with uh, nuclear waste all over the industry when regulators start putting laws for gaming acquisitions and exclusive content. The industry will hate Sony after the court case is done. I, I think we're going to get some 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 real dirty laundry uh, from Sony. And I think if you think they look bad now, I think they're going to look worse. Uh, Tom from Tanami drops an additional $5 super chat and says, that's why the second Republican left, because Khan didn't listen to the parties and just sued and keeps losing. So they said they didn't want to waste their time anymore on the board. And that is absolutely correct. Uh, there was another Republican who quit, who left the position. Uh, and according to several people, and I believe um, uh, uh, Law actually said this, that the FTC was in no hurry to add the fifth member I wonder which means why. that that is very uh, retro you're laughing but it it it, it, it makes it sense calls, it calls it calls to question you know some some maybe for gaziness of the that's kind of what i was getting at with with con yeah, yeah, but, but, uh, you know what you're, you're on board talk about it brother let, let, let's get your opinion i mean that is my opinion my opinion is that there was some like you said it didn't seem like they were in a rush to get someone else in there because that someone else might have influenced maybe one of the three Democrats. We don't know. I mean, we got reports that one of the Democrats was ready to flip yes. and you never know what's going on behind the scenes. Like maybe they were ready to flip and flipped back. You know what I mean? And that would have been a, a disaster for Khan because she is a, a, in a, a position, you know, a position of power. Right. And when you, when one of your side goes against you essentially and what you want then it shows maybe you don't have as much control over the position you know th that then you would want right right and i think this is i'm not too worried about it look i actually always thought the ftc was was going to sue i i 100 thought this was going to happen anyways what I'm trying to understand is what does that mean? Does it mean it's because they they want concessions? I still think the FTC is going to, you know, allow this merger to happen. 
I'm more worried about the CMA. And I want to ask Luke a real quick question regarding the CMA. It's not like the FTC. So if the CMA basically kind of kills us, it's probably dead. Am I, am I wrong? Uh, pretty they much. Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of people out there, I see this, I see really bad information all the time on Twitter where people are like, <laughs> well, let me tell, I know Twitter, right? Let me tell you if, if C, you know, if the CMA says, you know, doesn't agree to this, they're just going to get sued. But Luke's here to tell you, no, that's not, it's not like the United States. It's, it's a no, different. No, nothing's like the United States. Right? <laughs> the competition. It's, exactly. it's unique unto itself. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of misinformation about that. Like even if, and the same goes for the um, commission. I think the point that people miss is that the merger agreement between Activision Blizzard and Microsoft specifically says in the first instance that it requires as a condition to completion before it can complete oh. the, the consent. Yes. Those, two, those, those three, those three regulators, yes. you're right. And, and, and others, but they aren't specified. Um, if you cannot fulfill a condition precedent like that, you cannot fulfill your 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 agreement. It just doesn't right. work. And that's lately. and that's between so, Activision and Microsoft, not yes. anyone else, right? So no, no, that's yeah, exactly. That's between right. that's between no one else. Um so if if the CMA, let's just say the CMA and the EU did tank it, the the deal is is done. Right. It's done. Because not just not because Microsoft would you know, can't then do other things. Because right. their own agreement with Activision Blizzard says they can't complete the deal. Um, now that we got you, Luke, though, can we kill one more narrative? Because a lot of people sure. are also saying, well, if that happens, then they'll just cut ties with the, you know, the UK. Please yeah. talk on that. <laughs> like, yeah, like no, we're going to stop selling the products for UK and Microsoft Office and everything. Microsoft yeah. is just going <laughs> to lose billions of dollars and, and pull out of the UK. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, look, exactly. Even even if even if you could get around the merger agreement thing, and even if Microsoft said, um, you know, CMA in particular, uh, we're just going to pull out of the UK market, CMA would say, fine. First of all, that's Microsoft. Um, you know, business goodwill is terrible, right? General kind of regulatory goodwill is awful. Microsoft is stained for life for doing that, for completing a deal with even though a regulator has blocked it. Uh, a big one at that um as you say lots of missed money anyway even if they could do that and what and the cma can impose pretty massive fines right. on companies i think up to i think it's one or two percent of combined global turnover which right so huge, which is huge amounts huge of money. money um you know it doesn't sound like a lot one to two percent but that's that's but for microsoft it is <laughs> yeah that's a lot of money so uh yeah I, I, people Need to stop with that narrative as well. Um, right. They they don't work. the 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 US position is unique because you really get to combat the FTC uh, right. and, and try and convince a, a neutral party, you know, of of um, that you're not anti competitive. That this isn't anti competitive. So EU and CMA different thing. But yeah, um, those are really helpful. Hopefully, uh, but thank you for bringing them up because I do well, see that. Thank thank you for yeah, kind of bringing down the hammer of those narratives because I I keep seeing them pop up. I'm like, no, that's no, not yeah, right. it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 different in the UK and the EU. Uh, I'm I'm wondering uh, if uh, ultimately this really does uh, again. My 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 concern for the deal 
is a couple of things. Uh, I don't know what happens. I, I can imagine that uh, Activision stock is tanking as we speak. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. probably Thanks. tanking <laughs> literally as we speak. Um, I don't know what's going to happen if this deal does fall through. Does Microsoft, d- d- does Activision go on for a fire sale? And at that point, uh, who, who, you know, I, I, I saw some, some, some bad takes. Well, well, so, you know, Sony is still going to get marketing rights after this. I, I don't think they're going to ever work with them again. I'm going to be honest with you. I think 2024, when this deal ends, uh, Sony will never, never be welcome back into the building, regardless of how big their player base is. I, I, I don't think they, 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 they want to sell. Activision Blizzard King wants to sell. Uh, their, their, their uh, reluctance to agree to a deal puts them on the outs with everyone. Uh, and I think ultimately, yes, this is going to go through with the FTC. Though my concern, Luke, is that the the the, the EU Commission and the UK, the CMA's UK or the yeah. UK's CMA, I should say, are going to look at this and say, "Yeah, you see, we told you it was anti-competitive." Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a it's a fair point, um, and they would have had, you know, they, they're all they're all in contact with each other, right? Right. You know, they there is a, a big information sharing pool that goes on with stuff like this. So, it, for the CMA and and the EU Commission, this wouldn't have been a surprise. They would have known about this before we knew about right. it, right? Um, so, it, what I'm interested in is probably the same thing you're interested in, which is is it rep, is what the FTC are doing representative of the same kind of stance of the EU and the UK in their approach to this, or or if it's not, does this embolden them to follow the approach that they outlined in phase one going into phase two? That's that's the concern if you want the deal to go through. Like, are they now kind of going, oh, look, you know, uh, our friends at the FTC are really adamant that, you know, they think this is anti-competitive. We thought it was anti-competitive in phase one. We're doing our phase two review, and this is kind of like amalgamating over into their views on as they're doing their phase two review and kind of influencing it in that way so it's it's a fair concern yeah well jesse let's get your final opinion and we'll get everyone out of here but a real quick highlander 001 drops an additional two dollars super chat and says it's going to federal court or internal court i think it's federal court it would go to i would imagine I'm not, I'm I'm I that that's that, that's the best guess I got for you, brother. I, I think it would be go federal court. A, a federal judge is going to decide whether or not there's enough evidence to bring this into a trial, or they'll throw it out like we've seen uh, happen to the FTC before. But Jesse, uh, let's get your opinion on this, brother. The breaking news, thanks to you, live on the air, folks. The FTC is suing Microsoft to block this deal. There's a couple of things reading through it. They say Microsoft decided to make several of Bethesda's titles, including Starfield and Redfall, Microsoft exclusive, despite assurances it had given to European antitrust authorities that it had no incentive to withhold games from rival consoles, which isn't true because they, in their filings, which you can find, they said they will determine it on a case-by-case basis. They never yes, said they that everything is going to From the get-go, they said that. Yeah. So uh, just from everything I read just feels bad like they just don't actually they most likely know they don't have much of a case they just want to you know chest thump get some concessions um um, brad smith has already come out with a uh, quote we continue to believe that this deal will expand competition and create more opportunities for gamers and game developers we have been committed since day one to addressing competition concerns including by offering earlier this week proposed concessions to the ftc while we believed in giving peace a chance we have complete confidence in our case and welcome the opportunity pre- to present our case in court. 
Yeah. Well, there you go. That's from Brad Smith. Uh, Their and, uh, case feels real weak from the unbelievably little bit that I know about law. So the, the main annoying thing is it still probably passes most likely. Who knows? But, and I don't mind scrutiny on a $69 billion deal. Right. I just wish the scrutiny didn't feel like politicians who don't know anything about it just trying to get a win, yes. which is what always happens. Yeah. So that That is our, our government is entirely about, can I look good in the press and make people like me more versus is this actually worth doing? Is this good for so. the people? I can't wait. I cannot wait to see what the CWA has to say about this. Yeah, it, 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 it's going to be a bloodbath <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. dis- disappointment around the industry for sure. Uh, like I said, this 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 all bounces back to Sony. Uh, I, I, again, what I found very interesting uh, is that a three point six billion dollar deal that even though it is uh, leaps and bounds smaller than a near seventy billion dollar deal, guys, was passed almost as quickly as I tie my shoe for Bungie. Like it, it, it seemed like a big nothing burger to anyone that Bungie would be acquired what, what makers of the, of the original Halo and and one of the biggest games uh, right now is Destiny 2 and it was yeah it was it was a big nothing burger to regulators uh, for Sony but it seems to be a big problem when Microsoft wants to become p- competitive I, I just I just think this whole thing sucks I think it stinks I think uh, Lena Khan uh, has overstepped her authority, and I think it's going to be found out in in, in federal court where a judge is going to ultimately throw this out. Uh, but we will see. Tom from Tanami actually drops an additional five dollars super chat and actually put in here uh, exactly what you just read, Jesse. Uh, while we believe in giving peace a chance, we have com- complete confidence in our case and welcome the opportunity to present our case in court. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is going to do it for. Uh, what we what would again, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, call an audible and do things on the fly. And we started off with Sony's uh, commentary regarding Nintendo, which I again, I find to be ridiculous. And now we have the breaking news live on the air that the federal government is going to sue Microsoft to try to block this deal, which ultimately really does put this deal in jeopardy, especially when you consider that uh, the CMA and the uh, EU Commission have not ruled on it, and uh, obviously, thanks to Luke, we have a lot of insight into into that. Um, uh, Tom from Tanami drops an additional five dollars super chat and says, "Brad really just said, hey FTC, Sony, y'all ever heard of Sherman's March?'" <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I I don't know about that, but I can tell you that I I think that they are confident. I I'm, again, my 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 concern here is what the EU and the UK, uh, the CMA, are going to think about this because if, you know, like uh, like Luke said, they do talk with each other. Uh, and if one is saying no, it's hard to imagine that the other two are going to say yes uh, unless there is something that Microsoft offered to these two entities on the other side of the planet more than they offered to the... Uh, uh, to the FTC, I, I don't know. We're gonna. This is this is a developing story. Uh, we will be covering this on Breakfast at Boom. Obviously, we have the Game Awards tonight. Um, I, I I I I think that this news kind of just tanks what the Game Awards is going to do, at least for me personally. But we will be covering that. Um, and uh, Anthony B. Uh, Andy B. Drumming says Hogue headset. And I, I actually quoted Hogue 
uh, this a couple times. You can't account for crazy. Uh, yep. But ultimately, that's that has what that has what happened here. But let's get everyone out of here. Luke Steele, sell your brand, brother. Talk about what other shows you want, and if people want to reach out to you and potentially strike up a conversation on this matter, where can they reach out to you on social media? Yeah, sure. Thank you for having me. First of all, um, a real real pleasure, and and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, you can Thank find you, me at Luke Steele ninety on Twitter. Um, and I'm also on Green Pass Gaming uh, on YouTube, which is a, a kind of Xbox-focused show, but we talk about everything uh, every Sunday, which is on 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and I am also on the Indie Game podcast with the Indie Gamer, uh, which is on once a month on the Indie Gamer's uh, YouTube channel. So go and check that out as well. And yes, if you want to talk to me about law, um, I will charge you. But I will, uh, you know, I have to. Uh, but, you know, hopefully it'll be helpful for you. So, yeah. Definitely appreciate you being here, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, Retri, sell your brand, brother. Ah. Talk about Game Pass Daily, where they can check that out. Sure. Both on Twitter and YouTube. But more importantly, they want to strike up a conversation with you on social media. Yeah. So um, you can find me on Game Pass underscore daily. On Twitter, uh, Game Pass Daily on TikTok and YouTube. We put out content, video content, uh, Monday through Friday, all the time. Basically, everything that has to do with Game Pass, you know, breaking news, all the stuff you guys could possibly want and maybe stuff you don't want <laughs> for Game Pass stuff. So, yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And Jesse Norris from Xbox Era. Say your brand, brother. But where they can check out Xbox Era on YouTube. Reach out to you uh, onto the website and check that out over there. And more importantly, strike up a conversation with you on social media. Yeah, XboxEra.com. We got everything there. There's forum.xboxera.com where I help moderate. Another way if you ever want to get in touch with me or anything. Um, I am the reviews editor, podcast producer, forum, uh, jack of all trades over there. Um, we are youtube.com forward slash x forward slash xbox era twitter.com forward slash xbox era i will be um co-streaming the game awards tonight with uh soul blazers and special Nick uh on both youtube and our twitch channel which is the xbox era because somebody has xbox era and they won't give it up but yeah um xboxera.com you go there we got links for everything including the article i wrote during this podcast and if you want to leave on good terms um boom with some good news they just announced 15 million players now for Grounded. It's pretty wow. crazy. Wow. How many? 15 million. Wow. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. That, 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 I mean, again, it, it's, it's, it's the game that continues to surprise a lot of people and one that was made by a small team. Uh, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. We broke records. We had over 600 people here today, which Ooh. is bonkers. Nice. Uh, big thank you to the panel that was here. A huge shout out to all of the major super chats that have come in. Thank you. Every super chat matters, whether that be a dollar or, or, or 20. Uh, everything is used for the purpose of making this channel better and, of course, giving back in a big way. And we're doing that next Friday where we're giving away $1,000 in two hours, 10 $100 super chat uh, um, uh, gift cards. And the first 500 are going to go to channel members uh, that are going to be picked from a picker. And the next 500 on the second half of the show are going to be giving out by anyone that is in the chat during the live stream. And that's also going to be done with a picker that we just throw everyone's name in. Whoever picks, it wins. And that's it. And, and of course, 
we do uh, welcome in all our international viewers. Uh, if you are outside of the U.S., uh, we will get you the $100 one way or another, but it has to be through PayPal. It's the only way that we do it because it protects us. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here on another record-breaking show of the X-Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. This is Double Barrel Gaming. And of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he used to say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. Thank <laughs> you.